0: Episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. See, next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. You just have the
1: fucking woman balls to be like, How long do you think we're gonna do this podcast? When I was showing how detailed my schedule is for the rest of the year. And I'm already thinking of around this time next year of what we're going to do. And you're like, you think we're going to do this podcast that long? I'm like, do you have any idea how many fucking movies we have? We have three full towers upstairs with movies that can't even fit on there anymore and movies in the garage. I'm aware. I like movies. I
0: wish that you put as much effort into anything else as you did into making this schedule for the next year and a half. If you're new here, we're married, and mullet likes movies, and I like fighting with mullet. No,
1: I like movies, you like marriage, and then the other two, and then the other people don't like those other things, because I tolerate you, and you just sit on your phone while we watch movies the entire time. That's not true. I'm going to, this is what I'm going to do, some point this year...
0: You're going to record me watching the movie.
1: (laughs) So, two ideas now. Number one, I'm going to record you watching a movie. Just so people see your process. Whereas I'm watching a movie, I'm very much, I'm locked in, I'm taking notes.
0: I'm taking notes! I take my notes on my phone, so I'm on there, and then I'm reading IMDb stuff. Can I see your notes for today's movie? Well, today's movie, that's not fair, because... Can I see your
1: notes for today's movie? It's
0: that paragraph Mm -hmm.
1: there. Mm -hmm. Uh, The other thing I'm going to do is, I'm going to pay such attention to the movie that we're watching, that I'm going to write, like, a 15-question fucking quiz. Okay,
0: do it. Please do it. And I will again repeat, I wish that you put this much effort into anything else.
1: What would you like me to put fucking attention to? Me.
0: Outside of this Mm -hmm. podcast.
1: Well, beggars can't be choosers.
0: (laughs) Fuck you. I am
1: great at writing random quizzes, so once a, a friend of mine, who should be a guest on the show, except you wouldn't understand a word he's saying... Uh, Javier, Javier Santiago.
0: nice. I knew who you meant. <laughs> uh,
1: once went on a, a much-anticipated vacation uh, at work several years ago. And when I was still working in retail banking for Wells Fargo, I can say it. I worked for Wells Fargo. Eat my fucking balls, Wells Fargo. Well,
0: don't do that, man. Um, it's cease and desist.
1: So... Uh, we had like an annual audit that was called a BCR, and it was like they come in and like check all your operations, all your documentation, all this crap. It's this really stupid, high pressure, random thing. And he never, he hadn't been through one before, and he was worried about it. So when he went away on vacation, he was hoping it happened while he was away. So when he came back, he was like, "Big BCR." I'm like, "No, but we did have our our." RSC who was like our consultant that helped like plan for that she did come up with this like like 25 question quiz that we have to like do to like prep for the BCR and it was specifically around our um, our business continuity plan I'm shocked I remember all this is really just me quizzing myself if I remember what this shit was called mm-hmm. and uh, he had to go through this book and the BCP was what probably like several hundred pages like it is a it
0: was a thick thick, red binder
1: red manual right um and like it starts off innocent like question one is just like oh what is the process for this and you just go to the section it's right there question two kind of similar and then question three is like like what would somebody in california have to do if this happened and it gets more and more and more intricate we're like Question nine is like, what is the fourth step in the in uh, section seven a of, <laughs> of like this process? And I was kind of like, what I'm threatening to you, taking a video of him from across the branch, like going through this book, and his face is just like, what the fuck is this? And like, question thirteen is like, who won the NFC championship in 1994? Uh, find the 94th word on page 620 like stuff like that and like he finally got it and the last thing was like question 25 what am I going to wish for the next time I go on vacation uh, (laughs) that my boss will insist I do so so don't test me I will do it I'm very good at writing fake quizzes Mm
0: -hmm. I'm a great test taker
1: good for you that's Put that on your resume. Um, we haven't had much this past week going on. Um, haven't really watched anything else. No. Extra we watched
0: Mitchell's versus the Machine again. For the third time. Yes,
1: which is fine. Jillian
0: loves it.
1: Um, we got the summer coming up. Movies are back. Go see the movies if you're fully vaccinated. You go, to the movies. go to the movies. I fully intend on going to the movies.
0: I really want Jillian to have that experience when there's working. something.
1: To go see at the movies that I can't get at home, because really it's just a financial thing. Is really all it is. In the Heights comes out in a couple of weeks. We're gonna watch In the Heights uh, here at home. Black Widow can't wait for Space Jam. I'm gonna see like six times, um, good or bad. Yeah, go go watch some fucking movies. And We also we have a massive list that we need to uh, still whittle down from things that we've missed. Yes. So that's what we're going to try to do this summer is knock out some of those movies on top of,
0: you know, the movies we're watching
1: for this podcast. Plus, make sure you're subscribed to patreon.com slash audio. We're going to start our summer game series.
0: We have a lot to do.
1: We do. We're very, very busy. But what we're busy with today is wrapping up our Wrap It Up series. Started started over a year ago. I believe a year and a half ago. I don't even know what the first one was. Um...
0: Frozen 2, I believe. Oh, that was the third one, maybe.
1: Yeah, I want to say maybe Amazing Spider-Man came before it. Maybe. Something like I that. I
0: think I have it. Hang
1: on. Yeah, if you have it, that'd be great. Do. Uh,
0: Mamma Mia 2. Ah, yes. Mamma Mia 2, then Frozen 2, what then was Amazing what Spider-Man What was the
1: date we 2? watched Mamma Mia 2? twenty four. Okay, so over a year. So about 15, 16 months it took us to get through our Wrap It Up series. Went back and watched all the movies that we missed from the franchises that we'd watched previously, that we didn't own or hadn't come out uh, by then. It is done. We are finished, like Samantha said, until something comes from this moment forward. So let's say, uh, I'm trying to make an example. So in two weeks, when we watch Lilo and Stitch, let's say they make a Lilo and Stitch 2 in five or six years, If we so choose to buy it and own it, it would immediately go into the rotation so we don't have any Mm open-ended series or franchises. Uh, If you're curious about going back and looking at, like, our episode history and being like, oh, well, you guys did Guardians of Galaxy 1 and 2 and you didn't do, like, the Avengers movies that they are in, we had a breakdown either on this podcast or on Patreon previously where we went through and explained everything we are and are not doing this I was a last.
0: Disagree. Well,
1: you can disagree all you want. That's too much to do. This is a last minute edition because, based on what happens in Star Trek Into Darkness, and the way that the the multiverses essentially work, we decided that this would qualify. Also, it's the no. only other Star Trek movie that we own. You
0: make up these rules because I do believe, especially given everything that's happened, like this is a completely different movie with completely different characters. No, it's not completely different actors.
1: No, it's not. Leonard Nimoy in yes, Star Trek into Darkness is this Spock.
0: I know. But all the MCU movies take place in the same universe, in the same timeline. Okay. They're on a timeline. So if you together. want our entire They go back in the Avengers, they in, in they go back to the other movies. Which means that they're in the same universe. Which means I was right all along, and you and Rich can suck it.
1: Don't bring him into this. What he he's didn't... the
0: podfather. He's the he one didn't... who ultimately made the decision. No, he didn't. He helped. That was about Ernest. Same. <laughs> thing. That's nothing to do with Marvel movies. Same thing.
1: Uh, at the end of today's podcast, we are going to. I think we've already referenced what our next like little. Uh, gimmick or our next project will be on top of our guest star series, which is starting in three weeks' time, even though the next episode we record will be the first episode of that just because we're going to be planning these things out in advance with people's schedules and whatnot. So stick, uh, stay tuned for the drawing of that movie. But first we've got to tackle Star Trek two, The Wrath of Khan, which is our final wrap-it-up movie. The greatest Star Trek there ever will be says, Harry, Knowles, ain't it cool
0: news? (laughs) Star
1: Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Feeling that the future holds nothing close to what the past once did. My eyes start twitching. (laughs) Admiral James T. Kirk begins to believe that galloping around the cosmos is a game for the young. Yet on a routine inspection of the USS Enterprise, Kirk's Starfleet career enters a new chapter as a result of his most vengeful nemesis. Khan Nunin Singh, the genetically enhanced conqueror from late 20th century Earth. Escaping his forgotten prison, Khan sets his sights on both capturing Project Genesis, a device of godlike power, and the utter destruction of Kirk. Revenge is a dish best served cold.
0: Khan. <laughs> oh, oh, you, that was so close
1: like fucking eggshells i don't even know that, what that was means. really
0: that was so close
1: i was worried the full name was going to be on here and i was like i think they said it
0: no i don't think they did say it
1: but, but... noonine that i mean that's pretty noonian i
0: would say i
1: say noonine
0: alexa
1: no, come on
0: alexa what is Khan's full name from star trek When Star Trek fans hear the name Mud, they think of notorious con artist Harry Mudd, who ruled over a population of mostly
1: female androids. <gasps> who the fuck is Harry Mud? <laughs> uh, Alexa, who did Ricardo Montalban play in Star Trek? If
0: she doesn't Ricardo yeah, so right. She's a fucking robot! Noonian. She said Noonian. You're just
1: fucking desperate at this I'm
0: point. I'm not! She said Noonian!
1: You can't go based off of that.
0: Why? Because
1: I said yes, so. Yes, you can! And if you, no, you're just being a cheating bitch now.
0: I'm not! Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not.
1: Yes, you are.
0: Nope.
1: Yes. Do you fucking count that?
0: No, I'm. I'm seeing... I'm looking up the pronunciation to see. Oh my fucking god!
1: Can we talk about the goddamn fucking movie already?
0: No, we can do this first.
1: Khan, Nuni and Singh.
0: That's exactly what I fucking said. Nooni.
1: Nooni and Singh.
0: All right, all right. We'll 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 check the tapes. We'll check the tapes.
1: The fuck do you think about this fucking movie?
0: Look, so we watched the first one of these before we watched the reboot, right? What? So we watched, oh, we didn't watch any of these, right? No. Oh, yeah, so we watched the reboots. Um.
1: I've never seen this before.
0: Look, I'm sorry, but I just, I know that Leonard Nimoy and I know William Shatner made these characters who they are, and they played them for so long, but... I did not think that this movie could come close to the reboot franchise. I think this story was a little bit fuller, but I didn't realize because they also had Khan in. Uh, what's the third one called? The one or the one he was. The in? second one, Star Trek into Darkness. Into Darkness. So, I think I liked this story. Better than that one in terms of, like, the... Because that one was, like, the... With, like, the medicine and all that stuff. Like, at the beginning with, like, that other person. I liked this, um... This is riveting. (laughs) What do you think? Oh, so exactly the same that I was just saying.
1: Not as much as you. I (laughs) I was let down. I
0: was let down. I just... I just... I think... Yes, they're great characters, but I just, I think what they did was... I totally
1: disagree with you on that. I thought that the characterizations were still totally fine. I thought Shatner and Nimoy particularly, absolutely fucking crushed well, it. Well, I do and too. And were great.
0: I do too, but I think that what what Zachary Quinto and... Chris Pine did with the characters was amazing. They, yeah, they do
1: a great job. They do their I own interpretation. they did an amazing job with no, it. Pine does his own interpretation. Well, Quinto is doing more of a, of of a, a, of a impre- uh, impression. Yeah, yeah. This is always brought up in the conversations of best Star Trek movies, but even beyond that, Best science fiction movies, best sequels, best, like, 80s action sci-fi, like, however you want to talk about it. So, all of those laurels
0: put I, I in front th- of me
1: to watch... I don't
0: think it lived up
1: to that. it. To me, it did not live up to it.
0: I don't think it did.
1: I don't think it has anything to do with my... ...favoritism towards the original trilogy. Because before, I think we talked about it all when we did the Star Trek movies, before the original Star Trek movies, I did not give a fuck about Star Trek. I still really don't. I think that's part of the problem. The, the, See, the, I dig
0: it. The, and I always have. I watch a lot of Star Trek. The
1: modern movies were presented in a consumerist, big-budget, modern-American way with J.J. Abrams directing and all these, you know... I'm gonna say attractive, but I don't mean that from a vanity sense. I mean it from, you know, oh, I want to see like what the buzz about this guy from Heroes is, and this like new upstart Chris Pine and Zoe Saldana. Like, like it, like the package that was presented to me when I'm seeing trailers and seeing previews and seeing reviews was like I want to go see that. And those became so good that I did get curious about the other ones, and that's why I bought this because this is supposed to be the best one. And you know the meme of Khan forever and Spock's death is supposed to be emotional, all this stuff. And then when I watch it, when I watch this, there are I think some very very great performances in it, and I and that ultimately for me is really it. Yeah. Because everything that I thought about Star Trek prior to the modern movies. I didn't necessarily like or just deemed not for me, I see in this movie. Sure. It's too s- serious and, like, overly complicated. Like, it... What I see is a franchise and a, and a lore and a storytelling and a fan base that just is is really invested in the smell of its own shit, for lack of a better term. Like, there's so much... like. We didn't watch any other movies, and the movie is set up, to its credit, to not have to need to see the rest of them. It's based off of an original episode from the show, like, in the 60s. This character gets brought back, and that that's it. You know, it's it's its own story that can exist on its own. But the audience is, to me at least, how I felt, I was treated as if, like, buckle up and you gotta keep up, because there's just all these nonsense words... And all this, like, jargon and all this technical Starfleet shit that is meant to sound important, but doesn't mean dick.
0: (laughs) Well, and I think that that's just to you. But... To you.
1: To to me, but... Yeah, but I they don't didn't make be... this.
0: They didn't make this movie for you.
1: But they should be able to. But they, but they should be able to do what the Star Trek movies did to. modernly.
0: But to make it, them
1: for anybody made, to sit and
0: appreciate. How far apart were they made? Thirty years. I, that's a long time.
1: It's still just. That's
0: a long time.
1: It shows. It it shows how different.
0: It shows a different Studios, consumerism is these it, it, it days. It just shows too. it
1: shows the difference. It shows the in difference time.
0: between marketing and consumerism. The, this movie, just like Serenity, they were made for the fans. They weren't made for other people. They were made to, for the fans. If you
1: have to make something for fans, you're doing something most, wrong.
0: But Star Trek's one of the most popular franchises in the history of histories. But so why? When you have Star Trek and you have Star Trek. Voyager, and you have Star Trek Deep Space Nine, and you have all these iterations of it, and you have all of this marketing, and you have all of this, uh, you know, books, and movies, and TV Mm -hmm. shows, everything else, like, you don't...
1: My argument is... You don't mean is, to make it for people who
0: aren't sci-fi fans, my, because you're not a sci-fi
1: fan. I am a sci-fi fan. You're not
0: really a sci-fi fan. This is sci-fi. Th- just because
1: I'm not a, I am not don't like this particular movie, doesn't mean I'm not a sci-fi fan. You don't have to like every sci-fi thing. You're a sci-fi fan. Do you like fucking uh, Jason Goes to Space?
0: Then That's not a sci-fi movie.
1: You know what I mean.
0: That's My ridiculous. argument here
1: is, if you're a TV show, and you you're making able a to film... Like, If you're a television show and you're making a film adaptation, you're immediately putting yourself out to a bigger audience, a broader audience, a general audience. You should be able to reach people you normally wouldn't reach because, naturally, you're going to have people that go in to see it, like critics, reviewers, or just a general population that wants to see a big budget action movie, a big budget sci-fi movie in the theaters. You should be able to access their suspension of disbelief for those two hours without beating them over the head with uh, with uh, context and plot and, mm-hmm. and whatever else it may be. Or, you should be able to Engage them while you're still doing your own thing, and this, for to me, besides the performances, didn't really do it. It looks old.
0: Well, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it, especially compared to to what they were able to do in the in the newer ones, and and it and I hate to compare movies like that, but you can't help it. You can't help but compare yeah. them, especially now, since they're you know.
1: The flip side of that. So while the practical effects and the ship and the explosions, and whatever, uh, CGI is the phrase I use, but there's probably nothing.
0: Well, no, they're practical effects, just like yeah. you said. Yeah,
1: uh, models, and, and, yeah. and, and pyro, and ho- however you want to call it. I thought the production design, and, like, the theming, was really, really good. Like,
0: well, yeah, the, like I the mean, set
1: design, well, and the it. world building,
0: it ha- like... I mean, I would hate it if it wasn't. yeah. But I mean, you had 20 years of, of stuff to build off of. but see it. that it caught
1: my eye in this more than it did in the originals or than the, in the originals. The, in, new, in, trilogy, in, in the new trilogy because it felt more authentic it had it wasn't as sleek. It looked like it looked like it had been worked on. Does that make sense? Like it looked like it had sure. hands touching it it didn't look like it was just like glossy and superficial. Okay. So I appreciated that. But it was hard to follow because it feels like you need to know or be invested already. And it's all it's all about itself. It's all sci-fi shit that if, if you don't invest in it, you're not going to really care or get. So there's these long stretches of exploration or these long stretches of Trying to like hammer down what Project Genesis is and what these planets and these and who
0: all of these stretches people are do. And these people and are,
1: and it's just like, can we just get back to the stuff that I enjoy, which was just every scene that William Shatner and Leonard Nimoy shared together? Yeah, like that's the stuff, and that's the same thing that goes for the other movies. It's the characterizations. And what the people do with them.
0: Exactly. And we talked a lot about that. That ensemble cast was fantastic. And I think this too, I mean, you know, I'm not I don't know I think that the new the new trilogy gave a lot more screen time to to different people. But I mean even in this, Chekhov has a big part. You know, you got um Ohora there and everything yeah, but, but her but and
1: sulu and they, they don't do as much
0: as they did in the new trilogy and those are the characters that you are engaged with and you like yeah. to see so i i do still think that it, you can't make something like this without it having a a strong ensemble i did like how ha- the the repartee between bones and kirk I think that's so carried through and stayed. I still liked that a lot.
1: I guess I didn't under-also stand, like, when the opening credits hit, and it's like, William Shatner, Leonard Nimoy, and I was waiting for the the title, and it's like, DeForest Kelly. And I'm like, oh, this motherfucker gets before the the name of the movie? He's, like, just like Carl Urban, like, big enough of a star to be, like, right there. yeah, and I mean, that
0: triad carried the series.
1: I I, I just, again, I don't know it as well. So, did you, like, ever watch Star Trek before? Any yeah. Of and oh. So,
0: my mom and I are big Deep Space Nine fans. Mm. So, when we watched uh, that Nana Visitor movie, I brought back some memories for me because she's in deep oh, right, space nine right.
1: man you said nana visitor way too <laughs> offhand like i was supposed to know it right away and it's like oh you're talking that about killer the, grandma the killer movie. grandma movie <laughs> also for the people listening it's like nana visitor because also it sounds like some like a shitty, movie like an actual
0: like movie. <laughs> early
1: 90s kids alien movie
0: <laughs> so um yeah so i liked um deep space nine my mom watched that a lot i watched um voyager because the captain's name was jane mm. and that's my mom's name is jane those of you who don't know and of course i watched picard on there you know i didn't watch every single episode like i wasn't like that but i would i'd catch him i would watch him i keep up it was great i would always confuse that guy who played the first mate with the guy from tool time always would confuse
1: him. Richard Karn?
0: And then the owl from- Yeah, yeah. Show then,
1: me the picture of the person that you are thinking of from Star Trek. And I will tell you how fucking wrong you are.
0: No, I know, no, but I, I always, it looks like him a little bit. Jonathan Richard, Frakes.
1: Richard Karn specifically.
0: Oh my God, that's not even close. No, but when he was young, look. Let Richard let me get a, let Karn. Me get when no, he was I know
1: what he looked like when he was younger. Richard Carn is maybe the most distinguishable-looking yes, person. Yes, I know, but I would also. Also, by the way, him. I do want him in this movie.
0: Karn. <laughs> look right there. Like you can't tell me. Like, like no, quick that's, look. that's Jonathan Frakes. Quick, quick look.
1: Don't you dare! No sell Karn.
0: <laughs> You're welcome for that.
1: Uh, Set but. Up. They had to have done that at Home Improvement, right? Where it's just like
0: I feel like they. May. Well, no, they wouldn't have. Well, no, because that's his name, not yeah. his character's name.
1: Maybe they did some like wackity schmackity, like Whackety break the fourth,
0: like break the fourth
1: wall type thing, where Tim Allen's like it Did like the Tim Allen noise? Yeah, I almost did the Beetlejuice burping there, and that would have been bad as Tim Allen burping. Yeah, rare, rare. Oh boy. Yeah. Anyway, off of Richard Card. You liked, you watched Star Trek. Cool, get it. Thanks for that, <laughs> that trip down that lane. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know why I shit on you for having so few notes because I didn't have a lot of notes either. Oh. But because there was just these. There wasn't
0: a lot to take notes on.
1: Because I it didn't. was just long stretches. I didn't really know what the fuck was going on and half like, the
0: time. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And? Yeah, yeah cool. Like. Fine, move on. I Let's don't. Let's I, Brandy. I, it's illegal. It's blue, brandy, or whatever drink that was. I was thinking of the
1: song brandy. No, You're no. talking about earlier on. So again, so I liked, I liked the themes of revenge and aging. Like those are the two integral themes of this and family. Well, and as well.
0: death. It's the whole thing: aging and death.
1: Yeah, age, aging. Aging mean like you don't age, and then at the end of it, be like, well, well I feel no, great. It's the al- like
0: alternative. I mean, yeah. That's not the
1: alternative, it's the destination.
0: aging or death. If you're not getting older, then you're dead.
1: But, hold on, I don't want to get into some philosophy thing with you. Aging naturally means that you're getting closer to death.
0: Yeah, but when you stop aging, it's because you die. Right. Right, that's what I said.
1: I want to leave this conversation immediately. Um, That stuff interests me. Mm-hmm. Because you had the four key people in this movie sharing scenes with one another and talking about it. Really, it was Shatner with the other three because I don't think you get a Bones and Kirk scene and nobody else. No bon- interacts. Bones
0: and Kirk, you get
1: a Bones and uh, Bones and Spock. Sorry. No. Besides, like the end when uh, Spock does the the mind meld and mm-hmm. tells him to remember, which sets up the third movie, um, which. I know there's lore. Like, every other Star Trek movie is Is good. It's
0: bad, yeah. Uh, good, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean. Well, well, both. The first
1: one was, like, middling, and this one's like, this one's great. The third one's like, eh, okay. And the fourth one's like, hey! Sorry, I've still got that Richard Karn burp coming up. But, uh...
0: If you vomit on me, I swear to God.
1: Blame Richard Karn. Karn! Karn! Uh, I think Khan (laughs) also ultimately does push this movie in another... I mean, from the three Star Trek movies we watched, he's by far the best villain! Because we had shitty Eric Bana, we had overrated Benedict Cumberbatch as Khan, and then we had shitty Idris Elba.
0: <sighs>
1: what? You... Oh, you didn't like Ricardo Montalban in this?
0: Look, I... No, I don't like Khan as a character. And Why? I think maybe it's because... Because he's supposed to be some souped up, like a super soldier. Yeah, they did it a, better in Captain America, what in, are in you Falcon even and Winter saying? Soldier. No, like they they made like a super soldier basically, like they genetically enhanced him. Yes, and I don't get it. There's that one scene in this when he like. Lifts the thing and like throws yeah. it like it's not like it's cardboard because that's actually place, what it though. is because you can tell that it's fucking
1: cardboard.
0: Nineteen eighty two, one eighty two, man. Okay, and I don't care. Make him actually pick up a fucking brick house.
1: This but, is one of the dumbest arguments no, I've ever but, heard. but But
0: I just, I don't, I just think that they don't do such a great job translating why he's such a. Dick, no such like an um, supposedly like
1: Captain Ahab,
0: unbeatable villain. Like yeah, like cap- they they don't really.
1: Say, I don't think he's translate a, no, no. it well. So I think you, I think you misunderstood then.
0: No, I didn't. Misunderstand. He's not this
1: unbeatable villain. He's, I think he. It's basically a it's a Moby Dick thing where like Kirk is his white whale mm-hmm. and. That whale took from him the the backstory is that Khan's family or his wife, sure, you know, was caught in the crosshairs or somehow right. suffered, died, and cool. you know, has spent and has been waiting however long to get back at it. And yes, he is a, a a super soldier, but also it's his intellect, it's also his brain. So that's right, w- but
0: I don't think it translates. It does not translate as well. Oh, he's smart, but but they're all. All of them are cunning and witty in their own right and they all have different things like that. Like like I just didn't in this and I think I think also when Benedict Cumberbatch, like I don't think that I saw where it was like a far superior intellect and that's why he was so dangerous or so hard to beat or such a hard villain to, to overcome. You know? I, I think the closest to it was knowing, oh, knowing Starfleets. Like, protocols and all of that, and killing all of the captains of the ship in, in the new trilogy and all of that. Spoiler alert, but... I, uh, I so, disagree. So I, I don't think it translate as, translates as well, because they don't have a lot of, like, hand-to-hand combat. See,
1: and that's why I think I liked it, is usually, like, in the modern movies, of course, it's going to go down to this face-to-face, mm-hmm. big, epic, you know, fist-to-cuffs, and, you know, the typical modern climax, right? And in this it just felt more intellectual, it felt more cat and mouse, it felt more uh psychological okay. where they only are interacting with each other through Zoom. Um <laughs> from the ships back and forth and you got to see, you know, Khan like waxing his his it was almost like Shakespearean to me. Like how that character, you know, Was able to act around his own crew and around the people he was at, so that that part of it I really, really dug. Also, what I really dug and what I thought worked better here than others was so sure the action beats and the sound of and like the the visual effects and the sound effects like it's just different and it's not better than what we have now. Like it's just not not. the whole like definitely not the whole final stretch of like these ships chasing each other. And it it looks like crap. I mean, there's no other way to say it. And
0: they're in the nebula.
1: Yeah, they're in the nebula, and like one, and then the Enterprise like gets away, and
0: yeah, like I I liken it to in Solo when they're doing when yeah. doing the Parsecron. Mm-hmm. like that looked good when they did that. Yeah. you know what I mean. Sure. This this does not.
1: So this does it, but to me the emotional weight and. What transpires hits better than the original movie. Then I keep saying the original movies. Than the the trilogy. modern movies, the the new trilogy, because you have these performers that have been doing this for
0: however long, thirty th-
1: years. At that point, now nah, like twenty, twenty, 20 five years, years. Um, together.
0: Right? They were legit they also best have friends. Th-
1: and also have that much more acting experience. Right. Plus, they're like. Knowing their characters as well, they
0: made the characters right. Yeah, they're
1: they're the originators I, yes, of it. So yes, I, so I
0: agree, but I, I still think that they did a good job in the trilogies.
1: They they still do, crazy. and I still prefer. Like I would still put the first and the third one above this movie. I'm not I'm not going to remember off the top of my head what my Star Trek in the Darkness score was. Mm-hmm. I, you don't need to pull it up. I, I already have my score for this movie picked, but, um, but, like Spock dying. Is a huge moment,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and sure his his makeup on his face looks like shit, and sure the effects of him like lifting this thing up look like shit, but the emotion of him, you know, telling Kirk that always that he was always and forever his friend and live long and prosper, and putting the hand up, like that shit hits more than the fake out in the second movie, you know, in the retreads. And any other character that we, you know, that we lose. Sure. Like, that works. Because also, this movie particularly did a great job of showing you their interactions and their camaraderie, you know, three or four times in this movie beforehand. Um, And then you get the funeral. Of course, then the blatant obvious thing which is going to happen is he lands on a planet that's supposed to rebirth everything and he's going to be fine. Um, And it takes away from it all. But it's just more palpable in this, as opposed to the J.J. Abrams version.
0: Okay.
1: To me least, So that's going to save its overall score for me. Because beyond that stuff, I thought it was a pretty boring story. Yeah,
0: I, I mean, it was Boring execution. Yeah, it was very flatlined for a lot of it, I yeah. think. And, and yeah.
1: It, it was also surprising, though, to see how much of this particular movie... Is leaned on for the newer movies. Like I know, I knew that the Kobayashi Maru.
0: Oh yeah, was I also like kind of like
1: it was also based. It's also like a pop culture kind of icon of its own, and that it it's is. been used.
0: Well, it's been used in, in. I don't know if it was even other iterations of this.
1: Not even just a Star Trek, but I believe it like like the concept of a Kobayashi Maru like no win scenario test. I don't know if that even originated from Star Trek, or is Star Trek's just like the best one to do it. But I know that because of it, it has gotten more relevancy.
0: Um, no, it's it is from the fictional Star Trek universe. Okay,
1: but but it's it's mm-hmm. since kind of spiraled into like its own sort of. Uh, this was
0: the first depiction of it.
1: Oh, was it? Okay, I thought maybe it, it existed in the TV show, possibly. So that's mm-hmm. a, obviously a big part of the first one. Uh, of the the first 2009,
0: 2008, whatever. Yeah, so it originated
1: in this one, and then it carried over to that. Yeah. I mean, that's what sets the whole piece of the first one in motion. So see, told you this one fits, because this is exactly what happens in that one, is Chris Pine rigs it to cheat, and they talk about it in this one, and talks about it being a no-win scenario, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, So that was interesting, but there was also a couple other things that I found were interesting. I didn't specifically write them down, but I feel like it calls back so much of what we've, what well, you and I have already seen, or what will be used later on. And I feel it's unfair to criticize this movie because it did it first, <laughs> and it was homaged later on. But I
0: think it's also the way that it's done, man. It's the way that it's done. <sighs> And I think we keep skirting around the issue here, because we keep talking about everybody else, but we're not talking about your girl, Christy Alley, in this fucking movie. Two
1: things. Number one, don't you dare say that she's my girl. Number two, it's Kirsty. You said Christy Alley.
0: Whoever she is.
1: She's the LVP of the movie. She's bad.
0: It's the way... She's it's, very bad. It's... So, I think that the Kobayashi Maru is... I, I love the concept of it. I think it's great. Um... But it's also like it's just the way that it's done, the way it's handled, and the way that the people react to it and yes, I get she's supposed to be part Vulcan and everything yeah. like that, and she's supposed to be emotionalist and everything Here. but but the way that she the way that she reacted to it and what she did versus how Spock reacted to him cheating and the whole thing with him calling me like it was so well done like like. There's just no comparison. I don't care if this movie did it first. It didn't do it as well. Him taking the bite of the apple and shit. Like, he fucking owns it. He owns it.
1: So, Kirstie Alley is the LVP of this movie because of how good Leonard Nimoy is.
0: Uh, right.
1: <laughs> because, like, so Vulcans are supposed to be emotionalist and logical. But
0: and not monotone. He's and- so
1: pimp. He's-, he's my MVP of the movie, by the way. If we just want to do MVP and LVP oh. together... We we can get back to that. I may be swayed, but I really think he's the MVP of the movie. But she's the LVP of the movie because he is so charismatic and and so... Uh, he does it so effortlessly. He, he,
0: he really it does. That it
1: seems so natural. Yes. And she looks like she's either trying too hard to be that way or not trying at all.
0: So we we talked... In a couple episodes ago about Dark Phoenix. Mm-hmm. About Jessica Chastain's portrayal yeah, of Vuk yeah, in that movie yeah. and how she was just, like, like, flat, like, yeah. just, like, nothing. Yeah. Void. She was... That's how Kirstie Alley... God, K- like editing right now. Kirstie?
1: Kirstie.
0: Kirstie Alley. Kirstie Alley. That's how...
1: K-I-R-S-T-I-E. Kirsty.
0: That's how Kirstie Alley thought Vulcans were and that's not yeah. how they are
1: and then that's what makes it so interesting at the end so a lot of a lot of interesting background stuff here so number yeah, one yeah
0: which you wouldn't know if you went to the movie to to give you a, a, a point for oh, yeah. for what your argument earlier so, oh shut the fuck up take it back
1: <laughs> the first scene like the Kobayashi Maru's, Maru scene uh, part of that was born out of the fact that Leonard Nimoy didn't want to do this movie and they're like okay we're just gonna kill you in it and then he's like, oh, great. Beautiful. I don't have to do this ever again. Awesome. And he did it for, like, 30 fucking years. Uh, but.
0: <laughs> Keep getting them checks but
1: anymore. But apparently the script, which is crazy to me, the script got leaked. It's like 1981. How did, like, one person just give it to somebody else and just kept passing the script along? Right. It's like, not, the internet yeah, was not. It's not like Adam Driver leaving a script under his bed and his cleaning lady finding it and uploading it to fucking or, or, message boards.
0: Or, uh. Uh, or Tom Holland Tom just, Holland uh, fucking just tell people, people on Instagram yeah, exactly. or whatever
1: <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how the fuck that works but uh, so the word got out that he was going to die and he was going to die very early on in the movie so they put that Kobayashi Maru scene
0: with them having with everybody the worst, it's
1: the worst, the fucking, worst fucking, fucking ever
0: the worst fucking fake death I, I oh, even so, die better like, than that
1: so in the reality of the scene are the crew like Having to act fake yes, die, yes,
0: that sucks. <laughs> it's Stupid. like it's as if we were doing an exercise for like an improv class horrible. or something.
1: But they did that so people, when they're watching the movie, were like, <laughs> "Oh man, look, this is it already." And then, of course, the reveal is that it's a simulation. But they also changed it because he was supposed to die early in the movie, and I don't know if like that shot of him happening, of like that explosion happening, was not supposed to be. But yada yada yada. Uh, the other thing was at the end of the movie, during Spock's funeral, Kirstie Alley's character uh, is, like, standing there, and there's a, like, she's, like, crying. There's, like, tears, tears rolling down her face. And I believe either Shatner or Nimoy points it out, like, well, she's Vulcan. Like, that, that's not the case. Like, that can't be, you know? And the response of the director or the writer, or somebody was like, well, doesn't that make her, like, like, the most interesting Vulcan that there is. You know, like, what's the other half of her that's allowing her to have these emotions and stuff? And I've, I read that, and I thought about it, and I was like, oh, yeah, I guess that's a good... No, and then I, thought about it and not. I was like, No, 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 you're just covering the fact that she's a shitty actor. <laughs>
0: because nowhere does it say, like, Spock, we know, is half human and half Vulcan, and that's I why don't know if it's
1: known here. What, I'm, was it? Possibly again, I don't know the I'm lore. I'm assuming I'm gonna. Ass- I am assuming i do not know if that was a retcon or if that's just something that isn't said here. No, he's but- half
0: Vulcan. I'm okay. pretty sure that that's known that he's half Vulcan. Sure. And he, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's known he's half. Yeah, no, I'll allow it. I'll and allow then, it. then, um, I he just so, so whenever he does have emotions, that that's why we yeah. get it, you know, and that was a big part of the. New trilogy, um, him dealing with mm-hmm. that. Nowhere, I don't even know who this bitch is. She just showed up in this fucking chair.
1: I have a vague recollection of her appearing, like, in other things later on, but doing... Not like, as,
0: not, not like, cursed yet. Like Alan. a
1: one, like, maybe like maybe. a one or a two-off or something.
0: Maybe, but she... Like this there's is, no there's no backstory to her. There's nothing for us to know that she's more. And she's in it a lot. Like, she, like she's in
1: like the whole. I thought she was gonna be they that give first her the scene. Like a cameo. Most of the time, yeah, like she's in it. Like she gets the special like introducing credit at the beginning. I'm like, oh, this is Kirstie Alley's first movie. Interesting, you know. Mm. And then it's not like she's just not interesting. She's very detrimental to the movie.
0: Yeah. And
1: that says something. I, it there, is
0: known that he's half.
1: Okay. There are two. Uh, pretty strong candidates for this as well i did not like the guy that was checkoff i thought i
0: didn't I, and i oh rest in peace i thought that antoine yelchin antoine yelchin d- does such a great She's job a that naivety and that i didn't know that he had such a big role in this the too.
1: character neither did i the care i always thought he was kind of like the last on the totem pole in terms of like importance of characters sure
0: but he obviously wasn't and
1: the, I I think the youth and the innocence of the character is what helps it. I
0: think so, too.
1: And in this, it's just like, He's
0: honestly, just, honestly he, halfway he through the movie, I'm he like, just Is
1: that tattoo from Fantasy Island and Montalban got him a job? And I was like, oh, no, that guy's like a little person. <laughs> he just looks like him from the neck up. Yeah, no. So I didn't like him. I didn't like
0: him. And I also didn't like that nasty-ass fake slug crawling all up in his oh. ear. That does freak me out. though. like, that made me really uncomfortable. Because... Well, there's a beetle in your ear! Ah! <laughs> Shout-out no. to, shout out to uh, future
1: guest on the show, Tony Colt's college friend, Kent Russell, Ugh. for his slug-in-the-ear story, so, which I'm not going to tell.
0: Yeah, please don't, because I, like, have a fear of, like, something, like, crawling in my ear. Mm-hmm. And just, like, being in my ear. I <laughs> weird phobia. Well, so when I was little, uh... Probably. I
1: hope you just tell the exact. Six stories. or well, seven. Well, it's beetle in here.
0: <laughs> no, about six or seven. I had my. I had um. My ears. Were, pierced and I think that they closed up and, they like I had to, like reopen them and yeah. I had the press on earrings. I had like this big pack of press on earrings cool. and I had them, and one of them fell off and it got stuck inside my ear like. That's why I have problems. I don't know if you've ever noticed, but like sometimes if I wear earrings too often, this ear starts to bleed because the earring got stuck inside my earlobe. I and my mom had to get it out with like tweezers. And so that's why I'm terrified you. of things like going in my ears. That's why I won't wear like little tiny earrings and stuff. So I'm so scared that it's going to get stuck in my ear.
1: I could never tell you the last time I've even noticed that you've been wearing earrings.
0: I'm wearing earrings right now. What are you talking about? <laughs> fuck
1: <I'm> <laughs> <laughs> uh, So I didn't like Cam, and also the whole. Uh, Doctor Marcus and her son subplot mm. was a big old skip for yours truly,
0: and that that's Kirk's son too. Yes,
1: yeah, so so Doctor Marcus, who's played by um, Alice Eve in the second movie, uh, in a very much jerk off scene. Oh where, yeah,
0: where she gets naked. Well, yeah, because because
1: it, it's like the shitty, so
0: gratuitous. Yeah, it's
1: the gratuitous, awful, masculine action stuff of the early and aughts. your favorite
0: part no,
1: no i hate that scene uh because it's so blatant and, and disgusting oh you
0: you prefer to work for it <laughs> don't put it like that come on man
1: <laughs> um
0: you didn't deny it no i'm trying I'm tra- <laughs> to remember my
1: point the uh that what whole subplot happen? is just awful and it eats up all- eats up too much time i didn't like the sun specifically that. He was,
0: I thought he was going to go fucking surfing or something. Yeah, I was like,
1: dude, get your fucking was just... Brillo hair, <laughs> Kenny Omega shit out of my face, man. Like
0: Dolph Ziggler before he yeah. threw his hair but out. But
1: all that said, the LBP cursed the Alley.
0: She was just, I just, she was not endearing at all. I just, not, she was not compelling or endearing. She
1: was distracting.
0: I just didn't want to watch. it. Also, her. like
1: now, like I'm sure when you watch an it E2, it's like, hmm, I wonder who that is and what she's gonna do from there. Sure. Maybe, but now it's like, what the
0: fuck's yeah, Kirsty Alley doing should be in a movie here? with talking babies and dogs. Yeah, yeah shouldn't that's you be, her next. Shouldn't movie. you be
1: watching Mikey right now, or like I don't know, breaking Sam Malone's heart? Like, what are you doing, Kirsty, or eating some fucking Weight Watchers? Like, I don't know. Pier One, I think we nailed the. Cur- is that the Kirsty Alley Mount Rushmore? Is look who's talking? Cheers, Pier One. and- being fat.
0: I think you've nailed it. Nailed
1: it. Cool. So Star Trek doesn't make it. LVP. Uh, MVP. I already stated my case. So, the main three people are the candidates here. I love Shatner.
0: He,
1: Shatner's great. He's
0: all, He he's just, he's the best.
1: There's too much Shatner. Oh,
0: Shatner. <laughs> there is. Shut your goddamn mouth. There's
1: too much of him acting in this. He's
0: an actor. I
1: know, but when Shatner acts, sometimes he acts, you know what I mean? He's great in these small, intimate scenes, like I talked about with Nimoy and with DeForest Kelly. I also liked uh, his eulogy at the end. Like, his emotions there are really real and raw and good. But there's too much of Shatner being Shatner and doing his thing. That, uh, which by the way, either the beginning or the end of this podcast will have Shatner's Rocket Man. Uh, why the fuck? It might, just, it might just be here, I don't know. Um, it won't be. That, uh, that it ruins it for me. I thought Montalban was dope. I thought he had such a presence, such an evil bastard, but such a calculated, smart... And I
0: like how he actually looked different than how he looks every day. That was one, also one of my things with Benedict Cumberbatch.
1: Oh yeah, it was just Benedict Cumberbatch. Himself.
0: Yeah, yeah. He just combed his hair the other direction.
1: Yeah, exactly. And he went to the gym for four weeks.
0: Yeah, like.
1: Well, to be fair, Monteban like his chest. Well, I'm pretty sure is a prosthetic. No,
0: it's not. That's his uh, legit I've, I've, chest. No, I read a th- an article. They said it was his legit chest because sure, sure he did, did a lot of push-ups. They're just
1: keeping Star Trek kayfabe, probably. Um,
0: Yo, man, you but, can't be the star of Fantasy Island.
1: But did you get in chest. a suit?
0: <laughs> what do you mean? What the fantasy is? What's under that suit? Haven't you ever seen it? That's the MacGuffin. Shut
1: up. Shut your mouth.
0: The suit is the MacGuffin <laughs> of Fantasy Island. I don't. <sighs> what did I just say?
1: The MVP of the movie is Leonard Nimoy. To me, I okay. think I think he you. shows such range in such a limited, purposely limited emotional character. Like, he's just awesome. He just fucking crushes it in every scene that he's in. I absolutely loved him. So you're fine with it? Sure. Alright, so Leonard Nemoy's the MVP. Who were you gonna go for?
0: Shatner.
1: You were gonna go for Shatner?
0: Yeah, but, but, you're right, I, I don't think it would be the same without Nimoy, and, and I, it just was so heavy. He made it really heavy. Um, and, yeah, I think he was, like, the heart of what the story was. Because, yes, it focused on Khan and Sh- and um, Shatner. Khan and Kirk and everything, but, yeah. but Spock is really what, what this movie was about.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, uh, I don't want to make it seem like I didn't like Shatner. Like, Shatner would definitely be number two or number three on my list. Like, all three of them would be excellent choices here. Just, to me... Shatner comes with baggage but <laughs> Shatner comes with sure. you know you know, he's like 90 years old it's crazy like we are unfortunately gonna lose William Shatner probably oh in the next God, like five
0: years God forbid. although he could be
1: like our male Betty White he
0: could
1: if by the time you're hearing this either one of them are dead I am so sorry because we're recording this a week in advance <laughs> so if I jinx he this he just turned 90 yeah he March. just turned 90 uh, he just entered the WWE Hall of Fame as
0: well oh really yeah
1: uh, for his wonderful, he's uh,
0: Canadian.
1: Oh yeah, of course he's Canadian. But that hey hair was made in America. Um, hmm. What else on Star Trek? To the Wrath of Khan. Again, we don't own any of those Star Trek movies, so we won't be tackling them. I and I don't know them well enough. If if I were to get like the good ones, then I I would feel bad and want to have to do the bad ones. But I don't feel like it. Uh, there. are... Are still, I believe, some kind of plan to do more. So the Star Trek thing's interesting. So of course, there's two Star Trek shows on mm-hmm. on Paramount now. There's uh, Picard and there's Picard Discovery. and then Discovery. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. With uh huh. With. Mart- Green.
1: Saniqua Martin Green. Yep. Her. Can't wait for her to be in the back of the box for something. Um, I
0: hope you're reading it.
1: I hope so too. Sonequa- We're not gonna
0: watch any movies Sonequa- with her in it.
1: Saniqua Martin Green, Space Jam: A New Legacy. She's yeah, not she, gonna be on
0: the back of the yeah, box.
1: Fucking Tweety Bird's <laughs> on the back of the box without sequel Martin Green, um, but I believe. Pine and Quinto and Saldana are signed on to do a fourth in some mm-hmm. manner. No,
0: I the, don't think so. But
1: the thing think, that was being discussed,
0: I think Abrams isn't doing no,
1: it. No, the thing that was being discussed was Tarantino had a right. Tarantino star wants Trek, it to be his
0: last movie, right? Or I don't know if necessarily 15th his fifteenth movie star, or whatever. Well,
1: he's doing ten, and there's still debate on if Kill Bill counts as two separate ones because if so, he'd have two movies left. Technically, depending on, on how you on how you, know, how you slice it, but he had like an R rated spec script for Star Trek. He made a little bit of buzz when back when he did the rewatchables on the Ringer Network last year, no, the year before when Once Upon a Time in Hollywood came out. When he talked about how his favorite actor or the actor he want to work with the most is Chris Pine because of how underutilized he feel he feels like he is in things, um, but. Wasn't he in a Tarantino is always, no, Tarantino has always kind of had, like, those, like, kind of out there ideas for things that go away or whatnot, so I would kill to see it. It would be amazing. I would love to, but I'm not getting my hopes up, so, uh, so yeah, this will be the last time we tackle Star Trek in quite some time.
0: Unless Tarantino makes one. Oh, if, yeah, yeah. If then, then, does, then we're then, gonna yeah, be on it then, right then,
1: away. Then we're gonna be right on it. It's score time. Uh I have my score, so I'll go ahead and say it. Um I feel like I crapped on the movie possibly more than I It seemed let like you hated on. it. On it seems like I hated it, but I It seems
0: I, like you hated it. No,
1: you just I just really disagreed with your take on why you didn't like it. And it made oh, me Oh like, yes.
0: You disagreed with my opinion. Ah. Yeah. Yes. Cause opinions are something to be debated.
1: I'm gonna ultimately give it a six. Because, I'm going to give a five and a half. Okay. Because I feel like the acting and the emotion and kind of the subtext of it makes it an above average movie. Y- yes. But a six to me equates to how disappointing it was mm-hmm. because I was anticipating this to be... An eight and a half, a nine. Like, yeah. oh my God, I, I love this.
0: You gave the same score to Star Trek Into Darkness. I think that's
1: fair. I, I think, think that's, that's fair. I think that's fair. So, I liked
0: Into Darkness.
1: Yeah, I think I actually named it my most overrated movie. In I think the, you did.
0: But yeah, yeah so you, you gave it a six yeah. as well. And I gave it a seven and a yeah,
1: half. Yeah, I, so. I think that's yeah.
0: fair. Yeah, we have Star Trek at a nine, mm-hmm. Star Trek Beyond at an eight, Star Trek Into Darkness at a 6.75, and this at a... Five 5. points. Of, See, I would still 5. say this
1: is a better movie than Star Trek in the Darkness, because Star Trek in the Darkness...
0: Yeah, but I think the visual effects kind of help save it a little bit, because that well, was a big gripe with this. Well, you're just a child, and
1: You're like, ooh, big, bright colors! Yay! Like, the... <laughs> that was wholly
0: unnecessary and completely not true.
1: <laughs> the, the story of this was better than Star Trek in the Darkness, by far.
0: That's what I, I said before. And the I, actor. I like the story of this one better. Mm. That was like my first point that mm. I made and you shit all over me.
1: So you so but you gave this two points lower just for visual
0: effects? Visual effects and then it was boring and your girl, Christy Alley Stop Kirstie calling her my girl. Kirstie Alley.
1: I'm not fucking Anna Chomsky. I, I
0: didn't I didn't enjoy it. Okay. I just fair. didn't like watching it.
1: We wrap up the wrap it up series. For now. For now. For now, we are going to start our picking them off series, as I called it. Where. Don't <laughs> give me that look.
0: Why? Who put you in charge? Naming of...
1: things? I don't know. Next week, we're going to do The Maltese Falcon. I named
0: Jillian.
1: Hey, I had a big hand in that. Fuck you very much. Next week, our random movie, The Maltese Falcon. Week after that, our nominated movie, Lilo and Stitch. And then our, uh, our beginning of our guest star series with our first guest star, Tope on Banjo, with I Love You, Man, and Goodfellas. I can't remember if I did or did not say those previously, but I'm saying them now. I Love You, Man, and Goodfellas are episodes 349 and 350. Of course, 350 will end our reading challenge. We're going to have to figure out what we're doing on our reading challenge because we're going to technically do I Love You, Man, like, next.
0: Make Tope read it.
1: So that's one less movie for you. No, I'm not... Also, I'm not making Tope read. Have you ever heard Tope read out loud? I love Tope. I'm not making Tope read out loud. Uh,
0: (laughs) You make him sound illiterate.
1: (laughs) He's not illiterate. He just... He struggles. Uh, (laughs) He'll tell you that to your face. Um, So we'll figure that out. But... uh, And then we're going to kind of have a bit of an odd schedule uh, for July.
0: And... August, September, October, November, December.
1: Yeah, we have we have quite an interesting schedule. So uh, we'll have another guest star in July, and then we'll have our uh, our other random movies and camp pick movies. So uh, at the end of July, so in about uh, One, two, three, four, five, six, seven... in about eight weeks' time, we're gonna do our first pick 'em off. That
0: was the ice. Cause... I know
1: it was the ice. <laughs> it just scared the shit out of me. Our first pick 'em off movie. So every time when we nominate movies back and forth, we give the person two movies. Whichever one is picked, we watch. But everyone's not picked, goes on a list where we cannot nominate that movie again.
0: And that list is 111 movies. That list is, is
1: 111, list movies, is 111
0: movies. 111. So movies we're
1: going to start uh, getting rid of some of these movies uh, for, By
0: for the receivable them. time.
1: Yeah, so I'm going to pull up a random number generator, and whatever uh, whatever
0: do three. number comes up, do three of them. Three times? Yeah.
1: Okay, so on the third one. That'll be the one that we do. Mm-hmm. So, um, from 1 to 111. So, the first one.
0: 18. 76. 83. So, 66. 67, 67. Oh, it's going to be a good one.
1: It's an interesting one. Our first one for the can't, for the pick 'em off series will be... The Princess and the Frog.
0: Oh, wow. So another, one so, another one for Jillian. Another uh,
1: one for I would love to actually, like, I'll have to go back and see, like, what I want to do is, like, what... So this is what we'll do for the Pick'em Off series, is we'll, we'll see which movie actually got picked, and we'll see which one actually ended up being better. We'll kind of, like, try to track that as best we can. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to see quickly which movie it was... And I'll tell you here in just a second. Vamping, vamping, holding, holding.
0: We got some weird-ass movies on this list.
1: There there are a lot of weird-ass movies on this list, let me tell you. Um, Tangled was the other ah. one that we watched. Instead of The Princess and the Frog. So that'll be our first kick-em-off movie. And we'll be doing that uh, basically once a month. So we'll do a random movie... A nominated movie, a pick-em-off movie, and a guest star movie. But then, of course, we're getting to the holidays. This year's crazy on Married Movies, but it's going to be fun. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Married Movies. We encourage you, as always, to go to arcadio.net for this podcast and the others in our network of shows. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your movies. Please go to patreon.com slash for bonus content, like the game series we are going to be starting here as well sometime in the next few uh, weeks or months. Facebook.com slash Married with Movies at Mary w. Movies on Twitter. MarriedwithMovies at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the show. For me, my virtual wrestling diary is available. RKADADIO.net slash podblogger, where I'm almost done with the year 1993. And follow me at your host malt38 on Instagram for my show Boxing Friends, where I show off the things that I own and I collect and I have friends on, and we raise money for things.
0: See, you almost fucked it up because I didn't interrupt you. I jam with your Sam on Instagram.
1: It's called being prepared for your bullshit
0: No, I was letting you go.
1: You've never let me go.
0: I let you go way too much.
1: Thanks, Elsa. Anything else?
0: That was really lame.
1: Mm. Frozen's lame.
0: No, it's not. You gave the first one like an eight.
1: Frozen 2 is lame, sorry.
0: Don't tell that to Jillian. She knows. She loves it. Good for her. She's a kid. She has bad opinions. She thinks you're the best person in the world, so I guess she's right. For a mullet. a mullet. Signing out for this week's episode of Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch.
1: Flash the movies.
0: Oh, come on. Stop being a little bitch.
1: You're mean to me.
0: You want to you wanna rewind this episode and hear all the things that you said about me?
1: No. Card!
0: And I think it's going to be a long, long time To touchdown Brings me back again to find I'm not the man they think I am Back home Oh no, no, no I'm a rocket man Rocket man Burning out his fuse out here, alone.
1: I think it's gonna be a long, long time. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. How's it going? Uh, here's a post-song stinger for you. Usually we have a stinger at the end of the episode. What does that mean? I means somebody fucked up. Who fucked up? Not Augie this time. It's Samantha.
0: So Are you talking about this this most recent incident or the incident fourteen years ago?
1: Ah, uh, so uh, back in June of twenty nineteen, when Samantha oh, nominated
0: so a year ago,
1: two years ago, you're two bad. Two years you're ago, you're bad at calendar math, Barry Wyndham. Samantha nominated Tangled alongside The Princess and the Frog, and I thankfully picked Tangled. But because it turns out Samantha can't read. The spines of movies. Well, no,
0: you know, I only recently started going up there to look at the we movies don't we actually own. own the, I assumed we own the. Wait, princess. this
1: whole—oh, this whole time we have not owned *The Princess and the Frog*. Jillian's watched it several times on Disney Plus, but the rules of our podcast state we have to own it to do it. Yeah, to but read who? The box and but you're the one who's supposed
0: to call me out. You've called me out so many times when I nominate a movie I've already nominated, <laughs> or I nominate a movie we don't own. I We've don't have. Ways. You have a photographic memory. Yes. You talk about it all the time. I do. So what's the problem, it's then? It's not flawless. Apparently.
1: So, we don't own it because Samantha, we own The Princess Bride, we own The Princess Diaries, but we don't own The Princess and The Frog because Samantha's a racist. So.
0: You can't say the thing that I had just said to you so back to me. So we have to, to redo you can't on say our that first we, can't pick. And make it sound like it was something you had come up what with.
1: What we're doing anyway for the end of July. But now, per podcast rules, per the, per the Married with Movies memento rule, we now have to buy, and also the illusionist rule, we have That's to... That's a whole different rule. It's similar. We have to buy the princess and the frog, and as soon as we buy it, we have to immediately put it in the rotation. Yeah. So I will redo the random number generator for the movie that we will be doing on July 29th. Mind you, by the way, also, that uh, when I looked at the schedule, our second... Uh, picking them off movie won't be until October. Like I said, we have a crazy schedule coming up this year, but we're doing it anyway. So the first one, 45, the second one, 23, the third one, 75. So I can just go up a few spots 82, 81, 80, 79, 78, 77, 76, 75.
0: God damn it. Uh, it's Bobby. That's all one you nominated.
1: Man, I'm... I would
0: not nominate a movie named Bobby. No, Bob. that was
1: you. That's you again.
0: I didn't nominate Bobby. I'm almost... What's the movie Bobby?
1: Bobby is, is the it about... Emilio Estevez directed movie about the night RFK was shot.
0: I'm, I am not familiar with any of those words you just said except Emilio Estevez. I doubt that I nominated this movie. Give me a
1: second. I'm going to find it. Bobby was nominated by Samantha, because you also nominated Urban Legend at the same time. Eat my dick.
0: Let me see. Give me a,
1: it. Probably, give me
0: the card. It probably had to
1: do with a movie we had just watched, and you're like, oh, I'm going to pick two movies for the people that are in this movie, and then we'll go from there. Hey,
0: dear. No, it's because it is Josh, Joshua Jackson. I can tell you the common thread between them, because Joshua Jackson and Emilio Estevez mm. were in the Mighty Ducks together. Don't you know anything?
1: So cool. So uh, I've never second guessed well, my movie collection. I've never collection. heard of that
0: movie before. I I've
1: think. never second guessed my movie collection more than I do right now where I don't own The Princess and the Frog, but I own Bobby.
0: You should reevaluate your life choices. I know I have for mullet.
1: We're not doing it again. Oh. Just turn it off. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.